G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Over the years, I've noticed a growing desire from many churches and Christian ministries to ensure that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities are not neglected when it comes to mentoring and teaching and pastoring. And in many Aboriginal communities, there are cries of anguish from elders over issues like high suicide rates or poverty or sexual abuse. So we're acutely aware that the transforming message of the Christian gospel is a necessity in these communities. Well, let's get some insights today into ministry in outback communities. Carl Mush and his wife Gail have been 30-year veterans as missionaries working in the Northern Territory in Northern Queensland. Carl and his wife lead a ministry called Indigenous Ministry Links Australia. Carl's joining us. Hello, Carl. Welcome along to 2020. G'day. How you going? I'm well, thank you, Carl. Thanks for being available. Before we get into a conversation like this, Carl, and, uh, you know, there's all sorts of uh, complicated things we might talk about, but let's talk about you for just a few moments because you are of Apache Indian descent. And there's not too many stories of people who have your heritage who are actually missionaries. That is true. It's uh, an interesting story, uh, how that came came to pass. But uh, quickly speaking, my uh, grandmother was a Jewish woman who'd just come out of a camp in Austria at the end of World War II, uh, had a job as a table dancer, and my uh, grandfather was a, an American GI on R&R who uh, she met, and so she tells me that... Uh, he was of uh, was an Apache Indian, and that, well, that's what he told her. And uh, unfortunately, they never saw each other again. But um, uh, that's where my father came from. And uh, interestingly, but, uh, as you tell that story, as you're working in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities, is that an advantage to you as you're there to share the gospel? Yes, I I, I think so. There's a you know there's a few things in in common. Well, I, I suppose. Apache Indians weren't among the list of people who they felt uh, have uh, taken away from them. And so uh, it also gives me a a little bit of an identification with uh, Indigenous minorities. And, uh, yeah, and probably even a little bit of a wiring thing. Apache Indians were probably about the most nomadic hunter-gatherers of uh, Native American tribes and and uh, just for myself, I spend most of the year on on the road. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to spend two or three days in the same bed in a row. And so uh, just a, a, seems to have helped my wiring for this kind of ministry. 
And the fact that Apache Indians may have a certain sense in their own heritage of uh, dispossession, of uh, losing Mm. some of their lands, I imagine that uh, there's a real uh, way that Mm. you can identify with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There is probably no more, no two people on the earth who have more uh, overlap in uh, shared experience and history than uh, Native Americans and Aboriginal Australians, and maybe uh, Apache Indians a little more so because they were, uh, they weren't, they they were more nomadic hunter gatherer people, uh, whereas some Native Americans were actually farming community. Yeah. Now, Carl, you and Gail, you have pioneered a number of churches amongst First Peoples over the years. Uh, what sort of project are you working on with Gail at the moment? Well, uh, probably at the moment, the main project is endeavouring to transition to a, a multicultural team other than myself, being able to uh, look after the network of of ministries that we've helped get off the ground. I'm actually working towards uh, spending a year back with those of uh, Apache and other Native American groups uh, who are interested in being involved in the Great Commission. You know, they've uh, they they've said, look, we've we've been told that we should witness. We've been told that we should talk about our faith to our families and to our neighbours, but uh, no one's ever really suggested that we have a role to play in uh, making disciples of all nations. And as I've, uh, as I've gone back and spent time in the reservations in America, they've begun to get a little bit excited and say, hey, well, we've got a part to play in. And uh, similarly, as you suggested, that uh, being a Apache Indian has opened some doors for me uh, I just want to say Native Americans are well-received in so many parts of the world, and they can identify with a, a lot of issues of, of, of dispossession and, and, and hardships that people have had, and, and, and so uh, they have an open door that possibly even, uh, well, mainstream uh, Anglo-Australians and Americans may not have opened to them. And so, uh, you know, I, I believe that... Uh, God makes every one of us who we are, and every one of us has a purpose in Him. Can you see a day into the future when you might have Aboriginal missionaries going off to the US where they might have a real opportunity to be missionaries to Apache Indian people, or vice versa, more Apache Indians coming to Australia and seeing a place of mission here with Indigenous groups? Well, uh, ab- absolutely. Back in 1998, uh, a uh, ministry that was talking about supporting us said, look, Carl, you, you need to have a name for your ministry. And as I prayed about it, I believe the Lord gave us the name Indigenous Ministry Links Australia. And uh, so I was speaking to some mission directors and uh, they said, well, so what's the name? And as soon as I spoke the name, actually the room disappeared. Uh, and... Uh, what replaced the room was a, a map of the Pacific from Australia to North America. And uh, there were these little movies playing across the map. And that was a, they were little pictures of 
Indigenous people from Australia through to North America actually working with one another in the ministry and in yeah in from Australia right through to North America. So there were uh, Indigenous Australians working in North America and in, and uh, Native Americans working in Australia and everywhere in between. And so uh, I, when that happened, I said to the Lord, "Well, Father, I, I can't even afford to get back to Catherine in the Northern Territory." Um, and I, I was in Melbourne at the time. So uh, I wonder how you're going to make this happen. And uh, one day the Lord just put it on somebody's heart. They uh, rang us up and said, we believe God wants us to send your family to America. And uh, I'd always wanted to reconnect with that side of the family. And so, uh, yes, I, I do strongly believe that. If I can also say some of our Aboriginal leaders, but one in particular had a vision of being involved in uh, ministry uh, over there, and uh, he's had that confirmed by others who just felt uh, telling the same thing. So, yeah, I uh, actually was a, the co-founder of Indigenous Ministry Links Australia, Anderson George. He lives in a little community called Beswick near Catherine. He, he believes that God's got a role for him over there as well. So we'll see what God does and how he does it. Well, I love to hear about that sort of aspiration and exciting things to come in the years ahead. And you mentioned, you know, when you've been traveling a lot as you do, uh, a lot of miles, a lot of kilometers along mm. dusty dirt roads. And, and sometimes, you know, where does the support come for ministries or missionaries that do your sort of work? And, and there hasn't always been a great stream of support income coming for you. I imagine that's one of those aspirations too, that as you take the ministry to a new level, uh, new friends, new supporters, new partners are going to be a necessary part of that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, I've been pretty good at doing things on the smell of an oily rag for a long time, but uh, we're needing to transition to a point where we have a, a multicultural Australian team, Indigenous Australians and some non-Indigenous ones, and uh, we, we need to be able to resource a team to continue the work and really take it a little bit deeper, and uh, deeper and wider. And so, yeah, we, we need both partners who will resource it. We're, we're not uh, supported by any particular denomination. It's really just individuals who uh, see that something they can do uh, to see uh, Aboriginal people participating in the Kingdom of God as, as, as God intended. Um, but what they can do is help resource it. We also need the people who feel that God has called them to uh, be involved. And there's uh, you know, various levels and ways that they can do that. Carl, what sort of response do you get in Indigenous communities when you start to share a vision like you have from uh, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people uh, about doing global mission type work that you're talking about? Well, I suppose I take it a little bit more step by step in that, you know, Jesus said uh, that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and the outermost parts of the earth. And so, though from the very beginning I share that God wants to empower us to change the world, my emphasis is we need to start with our own family and our own community. But as I continue to develop that theme of God has put us in this world uh, to be world changers, um, it's, it's actually usually 
the the guys who've been involved for longer, the more mature believers, more mature uh, ministers, begin to actually sense that call themselves. I think sometimes you can push people into something that you know that they're not ready for, but when you can see that they hear that from God themselves, you know that they you're on the right track. You know you're hearing the same thing that God's hearing. It's a great vision, and we'll talk some more, no doubt, on another day. Carl Mush and his wife Gail, 30-year veterans as missionaries working in the Northern Territory and North Queensland, and their ministry is called Indigenous Ministry Links Australia. And as you've heard, Carl, being of Apache Indian descent, has a real vision for connecting with those groups in the United States and then even connecting Aboriginal missionaries from Australia into what's happening in the US. Let me give a website for those who might like to make contact with Carl and uh, identify with his ministry, perhaps get alongside, perhaps be a partner with Carl and his wife Gail as they pursue this great vision. The ministry is called Indigenous Ministry Links Australia. And so if you remember the initials of that, you'll be able to remember the website easily, imla.org.au, imla.org.au. Carl Mush, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. God bless you, Neil, and uh, it's been a privilege to be able to share. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.